0: So the Seahawks have lost three of their last four games. Turnovers have been a problem for Russell Wilson. Their defense still can't stop anyone. They're still they're six and three right now, but they're one and three against winning teams. What do you believe is the ceiling for this team? Can they win the division?
1: Well, I think we're gonna find out Thursday night whether they can win the division in uh, the rematch against Arizona. But I, I think so. I think they've fallen into this hole in part because of something that's. Relatively unsustainable, and that's Russell Wilson being the most turnover-prone quarterback uh, in the NFL. He leads um, the league in turnover since their bye week uh, in week six, which is just, that's just not like Russ. I think he has 10 in the last four weeks, and he had seven all of 2019. Like he's he, he protects the ball pretty well, and I think once he stops turning it over at such a high rate, the offense will be enough to compensate for a defense that isn't going to be great. By the end of the year, but should be better with Jamal Adams and Carlos Dunlap uh, added in into the mix. Um, there's probably two dudes in the whole NFL who can guard DK Metcalf one-on-one, and they just happen to be in the division in Jalen Ramsey and Patrick Peterson. So I don't think that's helped there in this streak either. Um, DK literally has one catch in his career against Patrick Peterson. Like, that's just not uh, going to get it done. But thankfully, only, they're done playing him after Thursday. So I think all those things will turn around. Uh, they'll probably beat the Giants. They'll probably beat Philly. They'll probably beat the Jets. They'll probably beat Washington. Those are the next four games uh, after Thursday. So that's what. even if they lose tomorrow, that's a 10-4 and record. Um, then you close out the season with the Rams and whoever is playing for the 49ers by Week 17. Um, so they're, they're in good shape. The division's still possible, but it'll be really tough if they lose tomorrow night.
0: Are the Seahawks too dependent on Russell Wilson? Because... Some of these struggles that they've had this year, they're not they're not new. Like they're decimated at their running back position again. They're still kind of average at the tight end position and then they see all the struggles up front and then we know what's going on with their defense. Is this are they too dependent on Russell Wilson? Uh
1: yes and no. I mean, to be great, he needs to be great. I mean, that's just kind of that's just kind of how the cookie crumbles right now. It's it's, it's not like the Ravens for example, who not only had the MVP, but they had, what, eight other Pro Bowlers on that team, right? As impressive as Lamar was, it wasn't the Lamar Jackson show and that he was doing it alone. And even now with Russell, it's, it's it probably won't be that as well once a few guys get healthy. I mean, they got, they'll get Chris Carson back by Week 12. they get Carlos Hyde back Thursday night. Um, they've gotten Jamal Adams back. They got Carlos Dunlap. I mean, there's going to be, by the end of the year, probably like four or five Pro Bowlers on this team. Uh, with Russell included, um, so I would say yes, they are reliant on him to be great, and that he's the most important player on the team. He touches the ball literally every play. I think the flip, the answer to the other part of it that they uh, they're not too reliant on him is that the other parts just have to be decent. You know, the run game doesn't have to be great; it just has to not stink. Well, right now it stinks. You know, the defense doesn't have to be leading the boom; they just have to not stink. Well, right now they stink. And so it's not that they need Russell to be Superman necessarily. They just need him to be great, which he expects of himself. And they just need everyone else to not stink. Like, that's not that much to ask for, like, acts of defense to be average, to be league average against the pass, league average against the run. Right now, like, the worst pass defense in the league, that is in New England. Uh, right now, the run game, it's a bunch of guys who can't break tackles. So in that regard, I say I would say, no, they're not necessarily reliant on Russ too much the other guys just aren't, you know, holding up end of the bargain.
0: So you brought up the secondary part of it, and then at running back, well, they're struggling in the run game, but those guys are going to get healthy. In the secondary, they got Jamal Adams back, so these are their guys. Can you do you see like any hope for them, or is this is or is this it? it? It's
1: tough. It's tough to say until I see a bigger sample size of their new left cornerback DJ Reed, who's like literally the shortest left cornerback Pete Carroll's ever played while with the Seahawks. He's like 5'9". Pete loves those big outside guys like Richard Sherman's, Brandon Browner's, um, Trey Flowers, Shaquille Griffin, guys with long arms who can jam, you know, receivers in their cover three. He doesn't have that anymore. DJ the same height as me, and I'm not built like a traditional Seahawks corner. Um, what really sucks too is that there's no continuity in that back end. So you have like they, for example, they expected they're starting for some to be Quan J Diggs at free safety, Jamal Adams at strong safety, Shaquille Griffin at left corner, Quentin Dunbar at right corner. Those four guys have played one game together, the first one, and that's it. They haven't played a game together since. Quandre Diggs got ejected and with two against New England, and since then, other guys have been hurt and they haven't been able to put it together. So, I think they're scrambling a little bit because, you know, half the damn guys they expected to start just aren't there. Uh, and that's not even to mention Marquise Blair. They're starting Nickel tearing his ACL in week two, right? So they've just they've been decimated. there at a at a position that really needs you know continuity. If you're going to deviate from your norm, if they were just going to play cover three no matter who was there, then it wouldn't matter too much. Right? Communication is still essential, but like some some snaps it's like it's cover four, and then this series it's a bunch of blitzing. Then it's cover two against Buffalo. They played a bunch of cover zero and cover one, which are man to man. Uh, defenses so like they're doing they're just throwing stuff at the wall hoping it sticks well, that's a problem when your dudes don't really know each other that well so i i don't know how much hope i can have i do think they can at least not stink all right, again that's the bar don't stink <laughs> and if russ doesn't turn the ball over you guys will be fine all
0: right so you brought up the uh thursday night matchup earlier what will be different about this time versus when they played a month ago
1: a couple things um, Jamal Adams will play Very important I mean he leads the team in sacks Jamal has like Five and a half sacks In like five games That's ri- For a DB For any player to be honest That's ridiculous Right mm-hmm. He's on If he plays the rest of the season Like he'll have a career year In, in sacks And like be like One of the best sack seasons uh, In Seahawks history You know if he, mm-hmm. if he stays at this pace The dude is ridiculous He got two sacks last week With one arm So That's, that's the difference Carlos Dunlap didn't play In that first meeting He's their best pass rusher now, um, so that, that'll that make a difference. They got zero QB hits on Kyler Murray in the Week 1 and 50 dropbacks, or Week 6. Um, 50 dropbacks and no QB hits, that's that's atrocious, right? That means you stink. So I don't think that'll happen. Uh, again, that'll be a big, that'll be a big difference. Um, let's see. Another difference is I don't think Seattle will try and, like, drop into coverage and spy Kyler Murray. They tried that and realized that was a bad idea to, like, do things like rush 3, have Shaquem Griffin spy him because Shaquem runs a 4-3 and kind of just play coverage on the back end, didn't work. Terrible. Um, They probably won't do that again. Um, That'll help. And I just think Russ probably won't be as bad. Um, He doesn't play super great against a Vance-Joseph defense. Um, He hasn't, like, looked super good against one since 2018 when Vance was a D.C. of the Broncos. Uh, And Russ threw for, I think, three touchdowns or something. That game had a good game. He does struggle a little bit against Vance, but Russ is kind of one of those dudes. He, you know, it's like one time a great shooter, a Seattle Sonic shooter told me, never miss from the same spot three times in a row. It means you're not a good shooter. Um, Russ is that, that type of dude. You know, you're not going to lose three games in a row. At the very least, he won't play poorly three games in a row. They could still lose because the defense ain't great, but one of the big differences, I don't expect Russ to damn near throw a pick six on the goal line and throw the ball away in overtime, I expect him to handle that a lot better.
0: Okay. Let's talk about the team that the Seahawks lost to on Sunday, the Rams. So they rank first in virtually every category on defense in the NFC. Uh, we, Jared Goff has been solid um, and they have plenty of weapons on offense. Do you think that they're the best team in the NFC West right now?
1: They're definitely the most complete for sure. Um, they run the ball really well with a bunch of dudes. Um, their quarterback isn't asked to do a ton uh, they probably have the best coach um, in terms of like an offensive mind uh, in the NFC. They have really good skill position players. Wait, wait, so wait, wait, wait. They,
0: wait, You think you think Sean McVay is a better offensive mind than Kyle Shanahan and Cleve Kingsbury?
1: Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, I think so. I don't think that's too much of a uh, too much of a hot take. I mean, it's close. Somebody thinks it's Kyle Shanahan. That's fine too. Like, I'm mm. not gonna say they're wrong. Yeah, I just who I, who I think. Um, I think Shanahan's good. I think golf, or I think Goff is really bad, right? And Shanahan – or excuse me, McVay made him not only just, like, serviceable, he made him, like, I don't even know if he made the Pro Bowl in 2018, but his 2018 was really good, right? And he, had, he did it with a bad quarterback. Like, I think Jared Goff is legitimately bad. Um, and Sean McVay has just fixed that dude, whereas Jimmy G – He's not necessarily been like stellar like Goff was in that twenty eighteen season. He's just been like, they just tell him to go out there and don't be the reason, you know, that we that we lose. And I think it helps that he's had an All Pro um, skill position guy to throw to, whereas I don't think Goff even has Pro Bowl dudes. They're good, but like they ain't George Kittle, right? Like it's a little different, but it's close. So I think um, that helps. I think their defensive coordinator is really good. Um, I can't remember his name. It's Brandon something. He's really good uh, right now. Jalen Ramsey is playing like he should win Defensive Player of the Year. Like he's moving in the slot. He's covering on the left. He's covering on the right. You know what he he tackles well too. You know he talks trash. So right now, I would say uh, they probably are. But if mean, someone thinks it's Arizona, I mean that's that's fine too. They're also a really good team and probably have the most dangerous, at least right now, quarterback-receiver pairing in the NFL. All
0: right. So Drew Brees will be out for a couple of weeks. How do you think the Saints will fare with James Winston at quarterback?
1: Ooh, boy. That's going to be a roller coaster. Um I was very intrigued by James Winston last season. Like, every week in the press box, I always checked his numbers because it was just so fascinating how he could just, like, throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns and then just turn it over three times, you know, it was really fascinating. Um, I think that there they'll be a bit more explosive on offense, believe it or not, because um, Drew Drew's got a noodle arm. Jameis can sling <laughs> that thing. Now, whether it goes to the to the correct player, mm, don't know. Yeah. But I do think they have the skill position players um, to really have a, a dangerous offense. Like the one thing Jameis has been proven to do is get the ball to the skill position guys who are nasty. You know, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans what, both made the Pro Bowl mm-hmm. uh, last year. Like those, you know, Jameis got them the ball. So. Um, the defense is going to have to step up because you have to deal with some turnovers as well. But I think Jameis will be, he'll be fine. And that's, that's why they brought him in there. Cause he'll, he'll, he'll be solid. There's like three teams right now. who would be like four, maybe who would be better. If Jameis was their starter like tomorrow.
0: Yeah. Uh, so with all the struggles going on with Carson Wentz, and then the quarterback carousel is going on in Denver. I mean, not Denver, Denver, uh, Dallas and Washington. Is it safe to say that Daniel Jones is the best quarterback in the NFC East right now?
1: Um, That's interesting. I saw, um, I think Mina Kimes said that on on ESPN the other day, and I wasn't sure what to make of it because the ceiling on Carson is still pretty high, right? And the floor is, as we're seeing, super, super low. And I don't know, the floor is probably about the same for Daniel and Carson um, in that, like, when they're bad, they stink. Like, they just can't hold on to the ball. They don't throw it to the right team. Um, Carson's ceiling is, like, borderline MVP like he was in 2017, Whereas I don't know Daniel's ceiling. Uh, and that is, is, I don't know if it's that high, at least. Right now, he's probably... I mean, it's not hard to play better than Carson Wentz. Me and you were playing better than Carson yeah. He's playing the ball over more than, than anyone in the league. His turnover worthy plays is ridiculous. He fumbles. He throws picks. It, it's just bad. Um, so, yeah, right now, it's Daniel Jones. But, I mean, like I don't think that's staying much in that division.
0: Okay. Who do you think comes out on top of the division?
1: Oh, man. I um, see. I saw Andy Dalton got activated in Dallas. They, they have a shot um, with him. I think Alex Smith is decent too. He just, I it just grosses me out to see him out there because mm-hmm. um, in mean, that video that he first posted, where he's being celebrated with his family, when he's being able to like walk again, he yeah. almost falls. Yeah, like, exactly.
0: No,
1: like, <laughs> like that's just. Uh, that's that's yeah. that's not good yeah um, I'm
0: glad that someone else brought it up because like I'm excited to see him out there like it's good to see him you know not even just walking again all that that he's playing and he's playing he played pretty well against Detroit but like like I don't know I get concerned every time I see him out there because I don't want to see that again
1: right you know it just, it's a mixed feeling so I don't feel great about it I would probably guess Philly probably guess that the Eagles figure it out. Somehow, but I don't feel good about that pick. All of those teams are really, really bad. Um, they all have like things that they're like somewhat good at, um, but it's just it's negated by something. They're just very terrible. At. Whether it's the quarterback play or the run game or in Dallas's case the defense um, or the inconsistent quarterback play all around, it's just it's it's really rough. But I guess I'll go with I'll go with Philly.
0: Okay. What do you what do you make of uh, the Giants? So Daniel Jones had back to back games without a turnover who would have thought that we see that um, he seems to be getting better the roster isn't it's not as bad as we thought it was like through the first five weeks like would you be surprised if they won this division
1: no I wouldn't be surprised if like the nearest high school team to me in Seattle won the NFC. <laughs> you know, it, it, anybody can hop in there. You only need like five wins to win the NFC. So, no, I would, I wouldn't be surprised. I will say this about the Giants: like they do seem like a ticking time bomb. Like I was just reading a report; it ended up being refuted. But I was reading a report this morning that their head coach fought their uh, offensive line coach. You know, like like fist fight, um, and then fired him. You know, stuff like that. I just you're just a you're a bad thing waiting to happen i don't trust joe judge uh necessarily he does a lot of like gimmicky things as a head coach um he looks like he's undermining his assistance authority not great um so that wouldn't surprise me no um but i don't know how much confidence i have in them just because i don't necessarily trust the people running the ship uh that well when it comes down to it i think i have that same um issue with dallas uh too philly is probably the i mean there's a reason their coach is the one who has a super bowl right i guess dallas's coach does too but not where he's at um so yeah that's that's why i'm probably kind of going with with philly man the other the other organizations are just just a mess
0: yeah that is true so after starting one in five the vikings have won three in a row their next three games are dallas minnesota and jacksonville so they can win definitely win all three of those are the vikings a playoff team
1: Who's their game after Dallas? Uh,
0: Minnesota. No, not Minnesota. Um, what am I doing? Uh, ugh, I'm gonna need to check that again. But it's. I don't think it's someone good though. And then Jacksonville after nope. that. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, are they a playoff team? Uh, probably not. No, because the NFC is gonna get the NFC West is gonna get two, te- two, three teams in. So that's that's three of the so you get four division winners and three wild cards, right? So two of those wild cards would be the NFC West. And then let's see, who are the other options there? The Bears, oh, God.
0: No. Yeah.
1: Maybe. Maybe. You think the ba- um,
0: you think the Bears can get in?
1: No, no. No. no I don't think the Bears can get in. Nick Foles is, like, the best relief pitcher in the history of the NFL.
0: Exactly. He can,
1: come, he can come in three games, four games, maybe five or six, but if you ask him to play... so See, they, they benched Trubisky in, like, what, week three? Yeah. Or four? Week um, three, yeah. you
0: ask yeah. him to play,
1: like, 10 or 11, mm-hmm. so you can't... Uh-uh. No, he's not... He can't function that way. He needs to just come in in relief. Maybe even be a closer, um, come in toward the end of the season. But if you ask him to um, come in and, and be the guy for an extended time, that he's not that. Uh, he's, not, he's not even really a long reliever. He's just like... <laughs> Seventh inning type type of guy. So no, I don't believe in the Bears. I never did. I did a TV hit when they were like five and one or something, and the the, the host was like, "Hey, Michael, the Bears for real?" I was like, "Hell no!" No,
0: they didn't um, they didn't even look right.
1: No, 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 no. I had I had I had no faith. I still don't have. What are the Bears right like now? Like five and five, five and
0: five. Like yeah, so they lost long. four in a row.
1: Right, like they're not they're not a good team. Their quarterback is not good. Their offense is not good. Um, so ah shoot, maybe 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 the uh. The Vikings sneak in there because the NFC South will probably get
0: two games.
1: Two yeah, the Bucks and the Saints. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, you can get two from the NFC North. Uh, probably. I could. I could see that. I don't know who else was in. The, oh, it'd be the NFC East. Oh God.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh,
1: yeah so maybe may the Kirk Cousins has weapons. Like if you mm. you if any you walk into any quarterback locker room and say, Hey man, I'll give you Dalvin Cook. I'll give you uh, Adam Thielen. I will give you this rookie Justin Jefferson. How's that sound? Like yeah, sign me up. And, and meanwhile, Kirk's just like, ah, that's cool. But I'll just throw it to the other team every once in a while. I'll just be, just because. Uh, but I think they could. The, the skill position guys are too good for them to just be completely out of it. I think I saw them live here in Seattle. Like they're a solid team. And Dalvin Cook is one of the most exciting offensive players in the league.
0: Yeah. What do you make of Green Bay? So they are seven and two, I think. I want to say yeah. Um, but then we, saw them, we saw what happened in Tampa Bay, and then what happens last year when they play San Francisco, when they play essentially a tough team and they get pushed around a little bit, they kind of fold a little. So what do you, what do you make of that?
1: The Packers remind me a little bit of the Milwaukee Bucks, not just because they're in the same state, but I think they were victim last year. I mean, they were flawed. Their point differential wasn't great last year, even when they were 13-3. and three, They were like the Seahawks in that way but I think they just ran into the one team that could kick their ass. So that was um, San Francisco. Like I knew as soon as Seattle lost to Green Bay last year in the playoffs, I was like, the Packers are going to go down there and get smoked. Like I was very, very confident in that. I had seen San Francisco twice um, and I had seen Green Bay and I had watched that um, Sunday night game where they got dusted. I was like, that's no chance. The Milwaukee Bucks, to bring it back to them, I think they are probably the best team in the, in the in the Eastern Conference, the NBA. Problem was the Heat were the only team that would, would were a bad matchup for them. They had a bunch of people who could guard Giannis. Um, they just they were just as athletic, just as disciplined defensively, um, and just as explosive offensively on any given night. So that was that was their one bad matchup. This year, I don't think Green Bay has that one bad matchup. That could change. Maybe I have to see the rest of their schedule how that plays out, but as of right now, as of going in week 11, there doesn't seem to be a team where if they were to play, if Green Bay were to play them in the NFC Championship, we are like, well, Green Bay has no shot. <laughs> you, I guess you could argue that it would be Tampa Bay, because Tampa Bay did dust them um, mm-hmm. a little bit ago, yeah. but...
0: And so team, did uh, New Orleans. Say that again? And then what about New Orleans? I know uh, Green Bay handled them the first time, but I think that they're you know, like, we saw what they did to Tampa Bay. They are they look like a more physical team than they were at the beginning of the year. Do you think that would be a worse matchup the second time around? If they were no, to play I the playoffs?
1: I think there was something really unique about Kyle Shanahan and their scheme against um, Green Bay. I think, like, Kyle Shanahan is really good at attacking what you are bad at. And, mm-hmm. like, he'll throw out, for the most part, like, what they want to do if it means exploiting what you are or you're one player who is bad um they did a little bit of that against the seahawks too and they exploited jamar taylor their nickel at the time i think they cut jamar after that like it was you just couldn't i think that jamar is actually on the niners now oddly enough um but i think in the in the nfc title game it was like one of their linebackers was just if you just asked him to do anything he was bad and, and because of that the niners were like we're just gonna run for 200 yards uh on you. so i think that was very unique i don't from what I can tell now, there's nothing as unique in that way. Sure, the Packers can lose, but I don't think they're destined to get destroyed like they were last year. They could easily represent the NFC in the Super Bowl, I think.
0: Okay. Are you going to watch the NBA draft tonight? Uh,
1: Probably not. Yeah. Uh, I will follow online to see guys from Seattle who get drafted. Um, I went to Washington State, as you can see with my – a hoodie um, so uh, CJ Ellaby um, who's also from Seattle too like if he gets drafted that'll be great uh, I think there's a maybe one or two other local guys. Malachi Flynn from San Diego State um, who also went to Washington State yeah. uh, a little bit he's from Tacoma which is about you know, I don't know 20-ish miles south of Seattle so I'm, I'll be looking to see where those guys um, land uh, but other than that I'm not super interested I looked at a mock draft yesterday and was like I don't know who the hell I have to get <laughs> So uh, I'll be following on Twitter, but I don't really care to tune in.
0: Yeah, I understand. What do you make of Lamelo Ball? Just one more point.
1: I'm not. I'm not sure. I didn't watch the Facebook streams of their Lithuanian games or wherever they were playing at. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I read some mocks uh, on him. So I tried. Like our guy at the Athletic, I forget his name, but he did like a, a big board, top 100 deep dive. Uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was very uh, informative. Sounds like Lamelo will be a solid player. I thought the Sean Livingston and Lonzo and Jason Williams comparisons were seemed pretty accurate from what I've read. That would be that, would, that could help a lot of teams in a in a year where um, or in an age of basketball where you know a guy who can create for himself and for others is mm-hmm. at a premium. So um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if Lavar Ball gets two of his three sons in the top five, like mm-hmm. maybe he wasn't as. Long- as everybody was saying exactly you know, like, i don't know if that makes him a bad or not but he, he tried to tell us all his kids are great i mean two out of three ain't bad yeah in to have one kid who becomes an nba
0: <laughs> exactly well uh mike i want to thank you for agreeing to come on agreeing to speak with me today loved your input it was it was great
1: oh man no problem thank you for having me man.
0: all right take care man all
1: right peace all
0: right. yep